Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a Demogorgon. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick a favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome to episode 53 of the Boomtron Podcast. I'm Diego, I'm joined by Amy and Mark, and we're talking Outer Range. Hello, everybody. Howdy, howdy. How's everyone doing? Doing okay. Doing Doing okay. Yeah. Okay. uh, Before before we get into Outer Range, uh, any like one or two shows that you've been watching lately that... uh, you know, it's worth a quick mention. So I'll mention, I was very nicely surprised. I I just needed something to watch while I was folding laundry the other day. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to turn on this senior year, which is on Netflix with Rebel Wilson. I just saw a preview for that. Yeah. I was like, it's, it's not going to be good, but I'm going (laughs) to watch it anyway. Right. Like I already knew when I watched it, it wasn't going to be good. It was surprisingly delightful. I really, really enjoyed it. And I went into it having zero expectation. Like, it was just something that was going to be on in the background. But it was really pretty well done. And I I really liked it a lot. She's this this woman who, when she's 16 years old or 17 years, she's a senior. She's a month away from graduation. And um, her cheerleading rival has the two girls who's supposed to catch her after she gets thrown in the air step away so she falls on the ground she winds up in a coma she's in a coma for 20 years she wakes up when she's 37 years old um but everybody else has you know life has gone on and she never gets to you know fulfill her dream of being the prom queen and marrying the prom king and living in this fancy house etc etc um, and of course, her cheerleading rival has married that guy and so forth. But And so she decides to go back to school to finish her last month of school so she can graduate. Which again, I mean, y- you it would be difficult to come up with a cheesier concept, um, this 37-year-old woman going to school. Um, you know, other than when they did it with Never Been Kissed, but that was a dimming premise because she was supposed to be a teenager and it was Drew Barrymore and that was a great movie. Um, but it was really well done. I really enjoyed it. I would recommend, like, again, it's not like, you know, it's not winning any awards, but it was just a good movie, and it was a good feel-good movie. And as a teacher, I thought it was really, I thought they did a nice job of just showing how different kids are today. Like, she's younger than I am, but still, kids are so different than they were when I was a kid. Kids are so different than they were when she was a kid. And just to see her try to kind of come to grips with all the things that are different you know she comes in expecting high school to be what high school was for her and it's not like that at all so i would recommend that and then my husband and i are super late to the game on making a murderer but we've been all we've been totally caught up in true crime stuff and we just finally got around to making a murderer which i think came out like years ago yeah what a story like, we just finished part one, so I don't know how this is all going to play out, but holy cow. Like, I I find myself thinking about the show, like, during the course of the day. Like, I'll be grading papers or something, and I'm like, how about that taped confession? <laughs> like, I, I just can't stop thinking about it. Um, so, yeah. And then I 
got my rewatched all of Heartland. You know how much I love good horse ranch dramas. Um, and then they just released season 14 on American Netflix. So I got caught up with that too. But I, it's really mostly been watching Making a Murder around here because there's like a thousand episodes. So anybody else? I've really just been heavy into trying to finish the Final Kingdom. Oh, the Last Kingdom. Oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, I loved the Last Kingdom. So we are midway through season three. Okay. And Uthrid, son of Uthrid, is still, you know, he finally he finally turned on King Alfred, which was mm-hmm. for me a long time coming. Right. Uh, so that's what that's kind of where we are right now, and uh, I like it. It's entertaining. It um, is entertaining. And I, I thought I like it was a good st- storyline. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I like the story. It's you know, you, you, you connect with a lot of the characters and the banter and a little bit of humor there, too. A little old-timey humor there. Um, but I enjoy it. The wife <laughs> and I are enjoying it. So, And that's that's really much all we have been watching, you know, besides Out of Range. And uh, I don't know if we ever talked about Moon Knight, but that's that's really it. And I'm looking forward to a lot. There's a lot of good shows coming up in the next few weeks that um, I'll probably be very busy with watching. Absolutely. Same, same. Well, yeah, so uh, I watched the, the the final episodes of Ozark. Oh, we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, my gosh. So I won't give you any spoilers. Uh, okay. All I will say is that it's really well done. Like, the fact that you can have the anti-hero family of the birds who are all so flawed and so, <laughs> like, they are toxic to anyone around them, and yet you still, for some reason, are rooting for them to, you know, get out of the business and live happily ever after. Um, that's good writing. And they're such good. The performances are incredible. Uh, right. Again, without spoilers, all I will say is they had better frickin' do some post-series movies because they left me hanging in a Sopranos kind of way and I'm not happy. Oh, um, okay. I, just, I need more. I need more. Which, you know, I guess some people could say that's like the earmark of a good show that you want more. Right. But, but yeah. Um, so uh, I've also been watching The Pentaveret, The Mike Myers Oh, I keep hearing about this. So, uh, yeah, you probably, are you hearing all bad? (laughs) No, actually. Okay, because I will tell you, all the reviews that I've been looking at have been pretty shady on this. But I I was a Mike Myers fan. I loved Austin Powers. I wanted to see what he was up to. This show is very corny. It's very Austin Powers. But you will laugh out loud. Like, I was calling Rob in to come and watch. I was rewinding, you know, 10-minute scenes. Like, you got to watch this whole thing. Um it's funny. It's so stupid and so funny, and so I'm I'm about like, halfway. What's the, I don't know. Like, what's the premise? I don't know anything so, about it. The Pentaveret is a secret society of brilliant minds, and they all come from different walks of life. Some are um, are millionaires, and some are uh, you know like work like Russian oligarchs. Like there are all these different. All of them, with the exception of one, uh, is played by Mike Myers, and they bring in a new member as the beginning of this show and it's Keegan Michael Key. Okay. Keegan Michael yeah, Keegan Michael Key, that's right. Uh and like they they fake his death so he can come be part of the secret society and it, they live in a mountain and it's it's just got all kinds of ridiculous like sort of superhero type, you know, secret layer overtones to it. Um and then there's a Canadian journalist who's washed up and retiring, but he wants to expose the Pentaveret as part of his like last great attempt to get a new jo- to, to keep his job. So he's trying to to infiltrate the organization, and it has Canada jokes and it has fart jokes and it has, I mean, <laughs> and then 
out of nowhere, um, uh, one of the actresses, uh, um, Jennifer Saunders, who was from Absolutely Fabulous, and she played, yeah, uh, yeah she was the voice of the Wicked, uh, of the Fairy Godmother in the Shrek series. All of a sudden, she shows up dressed as a man who's an investigator, and she has warts on her nose. Like, it's just, the whole thing is bizarre, and it's so funny. Like, laugh okay. out loud funny. So, I'm, I'm for it. Um, and then, uh, let's see what else. Oh, uh, Showtime just has a new show out called I Love That For You. Okay. It's got Vanessa Brayer from Saturday Night Live. Oh, uh, I love her. Yeah, me too, which is kind of, I just saw it in passing and clicked on the show. It also has Molly Shannon. And oh, it's I love her too. Vanessa's character, her lifelong dream is to be a, a, a sale, a pitch woman on like a QVC type ne- network. Okay. And she manages to get her dream job. Um, she is clueless and totally cringy. Um, and she, as a child, had leukemia and she recovered from it. And then they're about, and after her first day on the job, they're like, okay, that didn't go well. You know, you're fired. And she goes, I have cancer. And so she basically is telling everyone on national TV that she has cancer as a way to keep her job. Okay. Um, and it's a comedy, so go figure. <laughs> um, but so it's it's cute. Uh, uh, you know, my, my jury is out on that. I'm not laughing out loud, but it's it's an entertaining sitcom-y kind of piece. Um, okay. And then the only other thing I'll say is uh, I just started watching Tokyo Vice on HBO Max. What um, is that? Uh, so it is essentially about a uh, a young man, a, a, an American, living in Tokyo, and he's immersed in the culture. He loves the, cur- the culture, and he gets involved with uh, an agency that is basically trying to take down a, 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 or I'm sorry, he gets involved with a newspaper, and through that, he starts to make connections to uh, the Tokyo Mafia, and he is working with uh, the police to try to take them down, essentially. Um, it's it's really really good. It's it's total cultural immersion into into Tokyo, right? Uh, and, and you actually all I say is like this is not something you can do anything else while you, you watch, because probably sixty percent of the show is is done with English subtitles. So you've oh, got it. Yeah. okay. Um, but it's I mean I, I'm liking it so far. It's 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 dark and it's suspenseful and it's a good you know kind of cop drama. Okay. All right. So there you go. Sounds right. you've been busy. <laughs> of sorts. Busy not being busy. <laughs> All right. So let's let's get into Out of Range, the Amazon Prime show with, uh, with Josh Brolin. And I think the last time for our last episode, we talked about um, what episode did we leave off? Oh, was episode six? We watched everything except for the last two episodes. Last two. And when so we, we finished the show, you said that you were not... What you said was... Oh, what did you say? You said something like, you know, I, I like it, but I really need a big payoff. A big payoff. Yeah. Did you yeah, get I, your big payoff? I I feel like... No, I didn't. I, I Okay. I think when I was watching it and I was texting you, you guys, or you, I don't remember if I left Mark out or not. Maybe I did. I don't know. You always do. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I said episode seven is really good. I'm yes. very excited by the way episode seven uh, built up. I like the way it ended. And I was like super excited for episode eight. And while like episode eight did give you like some payoff, 
in terms of like the direction of what I guess what season potential season two because I haven't heard if it got renewed or not for a season two or not. Uh, like, I don't know, man. I feel like there was, there was a lot more excitement to episode seven and the reveals and this and that. And I don't know, we'll get into it, but I just, I feel like episode seven was stronger than episode eight. So did you feel like episode seven could have been the end of the season and episode eight could have been the first episode in the next season? No, I feel like they should have reversed it. Oh. Well, I mean, they couldn't just because of the way it ended with Autumn and whatnot, but... Right, right. I just, I just, some of the things that happened in 7, I was just like, yo, like, let's go. Like, let's let's get it. I'm I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm ready to see where this goes now. Right. And I just felt like episode 8, like, the purpose was it, uh, the purpose of the episode was kind of to get you prepared for season 2, episode 1. Okay. Like there was no ending to season one. It was more of a prelude to season two. I I, I kind of agree. And I feel like more so than a lot of shows that that give you cliffhangers as season finales, I just felt like it was so weird and Twin Peaks-ish and Lost-ish, not in a kind of what I referred to in our last uh, episode, not in a good way, in a what the hell kind of way. Right. Um, I felt like the writers were sitting in the writer's room going, okay, let's name a character. Oh, so Celia, hey, let's have the bear attack her. Let's have her shoot the bear. Just random. Yeah. And I, like, if you want to do something that, just that weird, and this is for all the characters, let's use her as as an example. Give me some reason. Give me some symbolism or a character arc where, like, somehow that changes her or, or, you know. Um, And I just feel like they were like, okay, let's throw every character into the blender and, you know, and that'll be our season finale. Right. It was like those Snapchat filters. I don't know if either of you are on Snapchat, but like where they're like, there's like a spinning thing over your head and it's like, yeah. I don't know, a whole bunch of different <laughs> things. And wherever it stops, like that's what you are or what mm-hmm. you like or what you're going to eat or whatever in that moment. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Like here's Cecilia, spin the wheel. Let's see what's going to happen to her. I can see that. I would agree with you on that. I would agree with you on that. I. I also felt like, I felt like sometimes they were doing things, trying to be shocking, like trying to like make us be like, oh, I can't believe that just happened. But I never felt like that. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like I felt like they were trying to be, so when things would happen, sometimes it, there was a lot of times when I was like, wait, what? What exactly just happened? And not in a good way. Not in like a, like, oh my gosh, I can't, like, what just happened? But like in a, for example, right? Joy goes through the, goes into the woods, right? Mm -hmm. And she sees the stuff and she goes through the woods and she comes out the other side and she sees all the bison. So at that point, I'm like, is Joy in the past or are the bison in the present? Like, you know what I mean? Like those kind of things were happening. And it, it wasn't where I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I want to figure it out. It was more like, I wish this was a little more clear about what was happening right now. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, uh, with that example, uh, my first thought was, because, you know, we had that scene where Luke was digging randomly yes. out in the yard. And he managed to hit a, a vein of bison that came <laughs> flying out yeah, of the hole. What was that? <laughs> How did um, he survive that? Uh, yeah, right. well, but you know, because that uh, space was so little. Autumn, take right. a take a note. But uh, yeah, he he survived it somehow. Uh, and so all of a sudden, she's. At, so my first thought is: is this herd of hundreds of bison somehow 
the herd that came from that hole and she's walked right. into this you know but then towards the end she sees wigwams or and teepees and everything right, like an actual right. indian native american settlement um and so yeah so i was like did she just walk like down a little black that whatever that black stream was which i'm assuming was maybe like liquefied that time dust i don't know right. what, what was that did she step in did she step in the wrong puddle and now she's you know 200 years ago um, right yeah and uh, these would be great like what will happen next sort of questions if they gave me enough to make me care and i didn't right so let's let's focus on episode seven i get the big reveal right is that um that josh brolin's character is from 18 what was it 86 yeah Mm-hmm. No, no relation. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he conf- he confesses to Perry, his his older son, that because I guess Autumn tells tells Perry like, hey man, there's a big old hole that you should check out. Your dad's not who he says he is, kind of thing. Right. Which which also like a, a lot throughout the show, I'm like, what's the deal with Autumn? And like she knows this is her dad, right? Like, so why is she like driving him? Like, almost I feel like she's driving him, like, to the brink of craziness or something. Like, it, it felt like at times. Mm-hmm. Right. I would agree with that. And then, you know, you get Josh Brolin's character, uh, Royal, and he tells her, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much a time traveler. I shot my dad by accident in a hunting trip back in 1886, and I decided to just jump in the hole to escape from everyone because I felt so bad. And he goes in the hole. We don't know what happens to him, but when he comes back out of the hole, and that's when he scares the t- uh, Mr. Tillerson, the dad. Yep. And he comes back to the present time, and he grows up with the um, uh, what's the Abbots. Like? The Abbots. And Perry's like, "What?" And then you see Perry jump into the hole. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the I'm hole like, closes up. Yeah, and, and the, the hole closes hole up. Closed up. Yeah. And we're like. I'm like, what? And, and that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, okay. Like, now episode eight is going to be nuts, right? Like, why is the hole closed up? What's Abbott going to do? Uh, what's Royal going to do? And I feel like when you go to episode eight, the biggest, like, thing that happens kind of is besides, you know, Autumn being um, uh, the little girl's Amy. name. Amy. Amy. And it's, a, it's a tough one to remember. and you get you get that reveal but then you get the herd of buffalo you get like this whole like it almost like dr strange multiverse colliding universes kind of thing rebecca showing up yeah Mm -hmm. rebecca showing up amy disappearing and i just felt like they they showed you a lot of things but that was it like they they, there was nothing to it and that's why i guess i go back to Episode seven, like, was good, and like, I was excited for episode eight. But episode eight was just like, hey, this is all the things we're gonna probably cover in season two. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. It was just I, like a dump of activity. Yeah. Like, let's just make everything happen now, and maybe that's like, let's just wrap it up in case we don't get, you know, renewed. Like, let's have this reveal. Let's have that reveal. Let's answer all the mysteries. Um, and maybe leave a couple in there just in case, but I don't know. I, don't know. I feel like I, I feel I was making a couple of notes, like especially with episode eight, because um, like you said, it was just there was just so much going on. I was trying to find some symbolism or some connective tissue or some higher order 
organization that I, you know, that I love so much in these shows. Um, and one of the notes I made was that when Perry went into the hole, was Rebecca somehow coughed back out of it? Like, has she been right. in some sort of weird time limbo and it returned her? Um, well, I just thought, sorry, and, and I just thought about this. Is, is Autumn, you know when Autumn's on the phone, she's talking with her to mom. Is it her mom? She says mom at one point. Later, yeah. I think, earlier on, and she's, she's talking to her mom, I think that last scene when she's so incredibly manic, demanding money and stuff, it sounded like she might have been talking to like a, a trustee or something. Mm-hmm. But she actually called the person on the phone mom at one but point. But if she doesn't remember her life before she was nine, my assumption was, like Abbott, that she's been adopted by another family. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Um. Although, when Royal went through the hole and woke up and there was that company, I can't remember the, the, the letters. that were Yeah, th- that they were all there on the land and had this big co- operation going on. So maybe the Abbots do have a lot of money now and it's in a trust. And You know what I mean? Like, who knows? I would love to figure out what if, if BY9 stands for something or if there's like a i mean i was searching on the internet to see if it was like you know some well-known chemical symbol or something but um if that was somehow an easter egg or a clue for what came of the future because Mm. you know the tillersons at one point i think it was luke threatened royal with i'm gonna get that land and i'm gonna tear it up and uh and it looked like in fact that is what was happening Uh, right and so that made me think that in this future timeline what or what parallel universe wherever he went that uh, the Abbots, I was thinking the Abbots lost that land. Um, right. Oh, yeah. But um, the, another, an interesting little thing that kind of went back to our whole, you know, is Amy actually Autumn debate right. from episodes past. I went, I was, I went back to episode one because I wanted to hear the whole Kronos mythology that they were describing. Um, okay. And so I was watching a little bit of that. And right at the very beginning when the family, when the Abbots are leaving church, Amy walks out and they're like, how was Sunday school? And she said, oh, they told me to draw a picture of what heaven looks like. And she hands them a piece of paper and it's their whole family and they're all wearing yellow shirts. Oh, you're right. Um, hmm. So they were kind of and given a little... And that's the color of, of that Autumn's wearing and all of those things. Yeah, you're right. Which, you know, I've seen a lot of like reviews and synopses and what have you where they're all calling her a cult leader. That this thing we see... Yes. Two years in the future is a cult, which, you know, so maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. And we have, and then the, the whole aspect of the younger Tillerson, the singer. Who, Billy. Billy is, man, talk about a character, like, going off the rails so quickly. Oh, my God. The, the makeout scenes alone. I was like, why? <laughs> oh close-up Of the close-up of, like, the, 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 the saliva, like, stretching out. <laughs> Multiple yes. times. Yes. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, between the makeout scene outside of the motel where she they're making out, then she like rips open his shirt and starts carving his chest up with the that like at, not the Abbott symbol because it's missing like the, the little part of the A, but that little like V in a circle, or whatever. You have that. No one's around. No one sees it. No one says anything. Cool. <laughs> then you have like this ultimate like ridiculous gun shootout in the middle of the town that was bananas that, yeah that like whatever and and listen and props to royal because he pulled out like the the hunting rifle and was able to shoot through the w- hole in the windshield and shoot billy 
while driving 90, 80 miles per hour and shot him straight in the head with that gun. Right. Clean. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just that that whole that whole scene. I mean, just, that's how they shot in 1886. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, driving backwards or. I just feel like that scene was one. It was way too long. Like, right. You're gonna have you had to shoot out in like three different scenes, like in the middle of town, on the highway, in the roads, and it's like, all right, all for it to just lead to, um, Autumn crawling out of the truck after like you know collapses or goes off the road, and then the buffalo running over the truck and Autumn. And then Royal realizing who Autumn is, that she's Amy. Yeah. And that's how, right. episode, that's how episode eight pretty much ends. He brings her back to the house to see if she can recuperate. And that's it. Yeah. Well, and the thing that got me about that whole, besides that, like, where is everyone in this town right now <laughs> for that, yeah. that right. scene? Um, is just like... Billy had this huge arc and he's singing all of these songs, which I thought maybe were clues to something. And, and then all of a sudden, and this show, like earlier on in our last podcast uh, episode, I was talking about how it had sort of this um, reality, like, like grounded in reality group of people and this, you know, grounded in faith group of people and how their worlds were starting to collide and and like the conflict it was creating. And then in the midst of that, the entire backdrop in episode eight just turns it turns into complete wackadoo, just right. ridiculousness. I mean, I liked the mystery and the sci-fi aspect of it, and that pushing into Royal's reality, I think, was a big chunk of the of the of the sh- of the meat of the show. But then all of a sudden, you know, he's he's just living in Twin Peaks. Right. Oh my gosh, I was going to say there's something that's just so David Lynch about the yes. entire. I've never series. seen Twin Peaks. Well, oh, you should. It's, it's how old weird. is that show? It's a little before your time. <laughs> yeah, it, I think old timey is the word you used earlier. I figured yeah, you'd exactly. talk about us. Well, when I talk about you guys to my younger friends, I do say my old timey friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, I'd be offended uh, although, if I thought you had friends. Although, 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 <laughs> I was oh, listening my. to a very popular hip-hop radio station today. And the host said, jump at the shark. And oh, like, jump the shark. See? And I was like, that's... I know what that means now because of the old timers. See? That's right. We are exposing you to important cultural information. It's a reading rainbow. <laughs> he's too young for that. Oh, he's not no, going to get I'm that not, either. I'm not too young for reading rainbow. Okay. I'm not too young for reading rainbow. I remember that one. All right. Anyway. Yes, David Lynch, very Twin Peaks. I I would agree with you a hundred percent. Like, it, it's 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 a hundred percent sci-fi Yellowstone, but it's not just straight sci-fi Yellowstone. Like, it's got like that weird twistiness to it. That you know, I I don't know. I'm trying to think of a modern equivalent to Twin Peaks, but. I mean, I was saying Lost earlier to Diego. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I even feel like Lost is a little bit more straightforward. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I was I was grateful that, you know, we were correct. Autumn is Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, he goes over to her on the ground. And I just find it very interesting that she is so antagonistic to Royal. Like, yeah. 
you know, that the two of them, like, literally are trying to kill each other. Mm-hmm. And I, if there is a season two, now that he's brought her back to the house, and I'm assuming she's, oh, I'm assuming man. she's alive, like, it, is what he if, going to say, so, go ahead. Sorry, but I just had this mind-blowing theory. What if Autumn or Amy's mom is because didn't Royal have a sister? <gasps> what if Rebecca came through the hole and Rebecca was is, his sister? Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And I that's mean... why she's so angry and that's why she's so antagonistic to Royal because Rebecca told Amy, like, yo, he killed my dad and he just left. But she's sleeping with her nephew. Right. Because so we're getting a little Greek tragedy Rebecca's there. Rebecca's hey? husband guess, would be yeah. her nephew. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I don't know, but may, that's maybe a, that's but, a very interesting theory. Though. But maybe Rebecca is a time traveler as well. Yeah, and she knows well, who Roy is. I I thought it was kind of strange though. So so her whole thing was I've been hiding, right? So they're at, they're at the carnival, right? Mm-hmm. Were they at a carnival? They're at the carnival. The rodeo. At the rodeo, that's what it was. Um, they're at the rodeo, and Amy hears someone calling her, and she goes, and it's her mom. And she's like, where have you been? And Rebecca's like, I've been hiding. Come here, I need to tell you about it. So, hiding from whom? Like, I, I will admit, that did get me a little bit curious. Like, hiding from whom? Why won't you go with her to see Cecilia? Like, why do you not want the family to know you're back? Um... Has Rebecca, did Rebecca go through the hole and go into the future and find out about this cult thing? And maybe like they were looking for her and she was hiding from them. But I wouldn't think that would be the case because Autumn is Amy and Autumn was leading the cult in the future. Like that's the thing that I, I don't know, which made me think maybe it's not really Rebecca. But there hasn't been anything like that where, like, somebody's been pretending to be somebody. You know what I mean? So then I was like, well, who is it? Who's going to pretend to be Rebecca? Like, Amy knew her instantly. This is this is my mom. Because she's only been gone, what, a year? Mm-hmm. So I, the, the Rebecca thing, I just, I, I, I'm, I am curious to find out, what do you mean you've been in hiding? Who are you hiding from? Why are you hiding? Did you really not fall in the hole? Do you have nothing to do with time travel? Or... Like, have you literally just been hiding somewhere? I don't know. Hmm. That that was one thing. And I feel like I feel like the rest of the storylines are kind of like Jimmy for me and Yellowstone. Like <laughs> the best. I, the best. I don't best. really need to know what happens with them, but I am a little curious about Rebecca. Like, where'd Rebecca well, go? Where so so with all that being said, what do you expect or what do you want from season two? I I kind of want Autumn to wake up and not believe Royal and not, ca- like, you know, or not remember. I don't know. I don't want Autumn to wake up and him to be like, hey, you're my granddaughter and you can't remember from Let's the age friends. of nine because you <laughs> must have fallen in the hole. But she didn't fall in the hole. She went with her mother. Um so, like, I'm super curious about that. So I, I, I want, I don't want that just to be an easy thing. I want that to be 
I want her to need some convincing or I want or I want her to wake up with a memory of what happened when she went with her mother. Like that would be an okay opening for me to the next season. Like us seeing what happens when Amy goes with Rebecca and like us watching that play out and then Autumn's eyes open up and like because that's like her remembering. I, that's kind of what I see there. Um, I, I don't. I don't really care what happens with the Tillersons um, at this point. Um, like, I'm, I'm good if they're just off the show now. Uh, with Royal, again, Royal's whole thing is going to have to be dealing with Autumn. And you know what? I guess that's really the only thing I need to see because Cecilia was not a compelling character for me. I don't really care to see if she refines God or, you know, I, I don't. I would kind of like to know what happens to uh, Perry. Um, and, you know, maybe Rhett wins a rodeo. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't really have much. I don't know that I would really watch season two. I, I liked it. But as you just asked me that question, and now I'm trying to think, what would I like to see for season two? There's really only one storyline that I'm interested in finding out what happens. So what I about want, you? Is there anything you're hoping for? Either I, of you? I want a whole episode dedicated to Time Bison. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, oh, actually, I'm so glad that you said that. I'm so glad that you said that. I would like to see what happens with Joy. Um, and will she now live in that time period? Will she, will she live with the Native Americans back in the day? Will she try to integrate herself into that society? Like, I, I actually am a little curious to see what happens to her. Yeah. Well, um, and, and one of the things I, I guess I was sort of thinking about, too, as, as we were sitting here talking, you mentioned the Tillersons, and it reminded me there was all that weirdness with Billy, like... And Luke. Um, rubbing the, the time dust in his father's mouth while his father was laying in bed. And his father was, you know, seemed to be responding to it, like seeing things. Like right. I, I liked, the t- even without all of the, the hole and the time dust and all that, I like the Tillersons. They're kind of weird, hillbilly like antagonistic reflection of the Abbott family, which seems so normal and, and blue collar and wholesome. I liked the mother who was, I forget her name, but she was just, like oh, the, yeah, yeah. she's like the country version of, of Alexis Carrington. Like I, I liked what was unfolding there. I wouldn't mind more Tillerson. Um, I, I'm sad that they killed Billy, but you know, yeah. it is time travel. Maybe future Billy will climb out of a hole somewhere and sing in his underwear some more. Um, but he can't cause Billy, Billy's dead. Well, Billy can't go into a hole. But remember how he told Autumn that he had a vision of him by her side? Like, maybe, oh, maybe, yeah. I mean, there's, when you bring this kind of wonky multiple timeline element to this, you really, there's just, all, all, it seems like all bets are off, which in some ways is exciting and in some ways is very frustrating. And I just, right. for me, I just want some answers. I think it'd be great if we have a whole, like, the, the Abbott family finds the hole and they all go down there and they have a huge adventure two years from now in the, you know, in the future land of BY9, whatever. Like, if you want to do that, that's cool. But answer a few questions for me before you start. Like, like with Lost, again, I'm back on Lost, but this season finale of season one was them blowing the lid open on the hatch. Right. And then they went down in there and there it was almost like a whole new story, a whole new show because they were in the hatch and, you know all these creature comforts and electricity and all the others showed up. Like there are all these new stories started, but just close a few elements out before you start giving me more. 
I'd, I'd like to see, I like time travel stories. I like these characters. I'd like to see where it goes, but please no more spit strings and middle of the yeah. street shootouts and all of those ridiculous things that had us scratching our heads in episode eight. Right. Right. What about you, D? What do you want? I would like more flashbacks into the past or in the future or whatever it is. I definitely want to see more of the what happened when you go into the hole. So I guess that means more Perry. Yeah. Even though Perry is one of the like the characters I like the least. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I don't know. I definitely don't want Autumn to wake up and then her and Royal be like all buddy buddy and best friends and like like yeah let's let's solve this mystery right. together kind of thing. Like I think that would defeat everything. I also don't think they can be enemies. So, I, but I think I, they, I, like I kind of want them to be because for Royal, who has memories of loving Amy, right? That would be so painful. Autumn doesn't have those memories. Her only knowledge of Royal is this weird antagonistic thing that's been going on for what a week. Um, you know, that's that's all she knows of Royal. So. It's not complicated for her to continue to fight with him. Whereas Royal will really struggle with an Autumn that wakes up and still hates him and is still trying to kill him because now he knows she's his da- his granddaughter and he loves her. I, I So that's why I'm kind of on board with next season, Autumn and Royal not getting along still and st- her still trying to kill him because that is a really complex relationship now for Royal. But it's mm-hmm. not for her. And that's why I think it would be really interesting to watch that play out. What do you guys think? Just a, a small tangent here, but I, again, I was making notes about this. Do you think there's any relevance, and if so, what, to the fact that Autumn and Royal were the two who pulled the arrows out of Time Bison? I mean, they, they went to such pains to show us those specific scenes. Like... Any theories as to what that means? Or do you think it's just, you know, ridiculousness? You mean like if somebody else had pulled it out? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I don't, I guess I don't get what you're asking. Well, just, again, here I am trying to look for, I'm I'm looking for meaning in life with this show. Uh, (laughs) You know, what does that specific bison represent? Because he does show up, especially. You showed up at the poker game. In Royal's life at all these, you know, very pivotal moments. Um, so hmm. what is, is there some significance that the first thing that these two characters do when maybe they the see buffalo this from eight, maybe the buffalo followed Royal from 1886. <laughs> uh, maybe it's a witness to his father's murder. <laughs> the, the only thought that I, it's and, like and, the and, black smoke or the black fog and lost. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I wondered if maybe that represented some sort of wrong that both of them have committed in their past. The injury to the bison represented mm-hmm. that, and then that they're trying to make they're trying to make amends for it. And for Royal, maybe it was killing his father. For Autumn, we don't know. Maybe you know Billy's death or something else with her her family. Now that we know she's Amy, but that, that's I mean it, that may be a huge leap. I just was kind of curious because I feel like they showed us that for some reason. I mean, it's well, now I'm really hoping that's true for your sake. Thanks. Because I feel like there needs to be some deeper meaning in this for you somewhere. I need meaning. Well, I'll tell yeah. you. Love it or hate it, and I could say yes to both on that, but if there is not a season two of this, I am going to be pissed. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I, right. 
like I'd be I, an, I I think I don't know if I piss is the right word. I think I'd be annoyed because yeah, yeah. I need to see again. I need to see the payoff, and I feel like season one did not give a payoff. It just like teasing us with like, hey, now you gotta watch season two, and like I get like, and that, I don't know if that sounds stupid because I know like with shows like obviously there needs to be something that want, makes you want to come back for season two. Uh, but usually, like, give me something, though, for season end of season one to be like, yo, that's, like, and I just, I, di- I didn't get that. Yeah. And I I want there to be a season two. If there wasn't a season two, like, I'd be annoyed for, like, ten seconds, and I'd be like, oh, well. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't miss it. I wouldn't, like, I'd be like, all right, that's it, whatever. <laughs> I would probably Google, like, you know, what did the writers say that all meant? You know what I mean? Like, I would Google to see if the writers ever gave any, like, follow-up about that. But you're right. I wouldn't I wouldn't be – like I said, there's one story that I want to know or maybe two stories that I want to know. But the rest of them, I'm like, okay. And, again, that, that being said, I enjoyed watching the show, but I didn't love it the way I wanted to love it. You know? I don't know. I love sci-fi. I love a Western. Um, and – and you combine the two, and I thought, like, oh, this is going to be, like, the best thing ever. I'm just going to chalk this up to another one of Amy's, like, oh, you got to watch this one. It's really good. And I, I just, didn't oh, say wow. it was really Shots good. Shots fired. No, yes, you did. You're like, boys. I said it looks boys, like it's going I cannot to- stress enough, out of range. <laughs> okay, well, I think that was, like, the first episode. And, I mean, that ended with, like, that big pit of swirling mass. And I was like, oh, there was so much potential there. I was really excited. And mm-hmm. some of it was pretty good. And mm-hmm. some of it was not. But, you know, I didn't know there was going to be a talking bear. And I didn't know, you know, <laughs> that there was going to be, you know, the guy from Shit's Creek singing in his underwear in front of a mirror. I didn't know those things were going to happen. I'm okay um, with that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's a like it was it was a it, it was has a, potential. It has it potential. Has potential. It, it just has to deliver now. Season two have to have some. It has to be better. Like a hundred percent has to be better. If not, I don't know. Like I won't. I won't even finish season two if I'm not amused in the first two episodes. How about that? I would agree with that. Well, I would agree and I with think. That. I think Diego has dropped the gauntlet. I think that he needs to pick the next show that we watch. Well, I, I got it. Stranger Things. Like we are, yeah, I was going to say, I <laughs> oh. feel like we already know what that's going to be. Because stra- shifting our, our focus here, uh, Stranger Things is coming out May 27th. Volume 1 of this last um, season, I guess, is coming out May 27th, and we are definitely going to be watching that and definitely going to be talking about that. So, yes, yeah. Anything um, else coming up for you that's 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 coming soon? No, I mean, I, I got to finish Obi Wan. Obi Wan, oh, that's true. I got to finish. When does Obi Wan start? 20, like, couple weeks, like end weeks. of May. Yeah, okay, might be next week. All right, and then I just got to finish Last Kingdom. So well, are you? I mean, I would assume that you'll be watching season six of Peaky Blinders on June tenth. Ah, uh, Peaky uh. effing Blinders! I love Peaky Blinders. <laughs> ew, ew! <laughs> I love Peaky Blinders. So good. Diego, I have, I literally have tried again. I really am trying to watch it. I'm not. And maybe, maybe I have to stop trying to watch it when I'm falling asleep because I cannot stay awake for that show. 
Um, that's because you don't know good television. What's yeah, the, um, I, I don't feel like that's accurate. But. What is the name of the lead in Peaky Blinders? His same guy he did Scarecrow in Batman. Um, yes. Uh, Killian something, Gil- I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Somebody posted that Billie Eilish is just him in a wig, and I can't unsee it. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, Google it. It's amazing. That is funny. So I am excited because Stranger Things, obviously. Um, Love, Death, and Robots Volume 3 is coming out on Friday. I'm excited to see that. Um, I really love that one. Um, There's a movie coming out on June 10th called First Kill that I want to see on Netflix. I want to see, you know, this is romantic comedy coming out on Thursday. Perfect pairing. That looks good. I want to see Hustle with Adam Sandler. Have you guys seen anything about that? He's like a, a talent scout for basketball, and he travels to go find this guy, and he's like, you know, obviously he hasn't been doing well. I don't know. It just, I kind of like Adam Sandler in his serious roles, and I'm, I'm, this one looks kind of good. Um, that's June 8th. And then um, already out is Russian Doll Season 2. We yeah. talked about Russian Doll. Or maybe I just talked about Russian Doll. Um, but I really liked Season 1. It's Natasha Leone. Um, it's so good. And it was... She like kept living the same day over and over again. And I loved that show. And I didn't realize Season 2 was already out. So I'm going to want to watch that too. So... You guys have anything else on your radar? No, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, for me, the big one is Obi-Wan. But uh, you guys, a, a couple of things that you named I'm pretty excited about. I have not yet seen Russian Doll Season 2 either, and I want to very much. Um, another one that I have not seen, and I have no excuse because it's been out forever, is Killing Eve. I need to finish Killing Eve. Everyone keeps talking about that show, and I, I just haven't started it. But people love that show. Yeah, I mean, I can't vouch for how like they close out the series, but I will tell you the first couple seasons are just great. Like, Oh, what? it's over now? Yeah, this was the series finale this season. Oh, um, okay, that's kind of nice. I feel like I don't want to pick up another show that's not, like, done because I, I don't want to have something else. i got to wait to find out how it ends. Yeah, and I will say if you watch one or two, like the first or second episode of Killing Eve and you're not like, wow, this is so great, then you can put it down and walk away. And know that you're cool. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Because it delivers right up front, but if that's not what you're into, you'll know. Okay. That's good to know. All right. So we'll be coming back then for um, some Stranger Things discussion uh, towards the end of May, beginning of June then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, as always, everyone, check out our social media, Facebook, and Twitter and Instagram and everywhere. Leave us a like, give us a comment, you know, download, share, uh, and let us know what you think. If you caught out of range, let us know your theories. And uh, let us know if you're also, you know, looking forward to some of the shows that we mentioned. And until next time, bye everyone. This is just a disclaimer. No member of the Boomtron podcast are employed by any of the streaming services mentioned in this episode, nor do they have any business ties with those streaming services. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only, and all news and information that is shared is simply what these yahoos found online.